Hey there, welcome to the ABM Voice Podcast, your source of information for all things ABM and B2B marketing. This is your host, Arun Gopalaswamy. In today's episode, I'm speaking to Lubaina Rangwala, the global ABM lead of ThoughtWorks, a technology company that helps enterprises across the globe in digital transformation initiatives. They operate in 17 countries and have been pioneers of the distributed agile software development process. Lubaina will share her experience in implementing and scaling ABM programs in ThoughtWorks. With that, let's jump right into the conversation. Hi, Lubaina. Welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. You're the first one to do this ABM Voice podcast and I'm very excited to talk to you. I wanted to get started with the show by asking you to talk a little bit about yourself, your journey, what you do, that kind of thing. Sure, Arun. Happy to. Thank you for having me and inviting me to ABM Voice. And it's really special to hear that, you know, I'm the like the first though. That's incredibly nice. Thank you so much. Currently, I am the global ABM lead at ThoughtWorks, along with the head of customer marketing. We've helped set up the ABM practice at ThoughtWorks and, you know, some of the global um, systems and foundations in place for that. So that's what I do now. But I started out as an animator. So I've actually got my background in 3D animation and sound. And then I move on to do managing client relationship and then to business analysis and then to product marketing and found my way into ABM. So that's a little bit about me. And uh, when I'm not at work, I have a family. I'm based in Bangalore and I have a two-year-old that kind of, you know, keeps me on my toes. Awesome. You talked about a little about ABM. And I think in many cases, right, for people, different people define ABM in ways. So there are multiple definitions that are evolving. How do you personally define ABM? So how, how do you think ABM is different from your conventional I think you are right. There are several definitions and people more articulate than myself have shared some of these definitions. For me, what I found resonated most from all of those definitions of ABM is one is that ABM is not a tactic. It's it's a strategic way of thinking about B2B marketing. I think that's what resonated. And the best part about ABM or really what differentiates ABM from maybe other you know strategic initiatives is that ABM is about bringing sales and marketing together and the goal is to personalize the customer's experience in a way that is relevant for them. To me, that's what ABM is. It's a strategic way of marketing and it's about bringing sales and marketing together to create personalized experiences for customers. What do you like most about the journey so far? Sure. You know, that's a very interesting question. I've actually always gravitated towards marketing, although I don't have any formal education in this space. So even in all of my previous roles, whether it was as business analyst or as somebody who managed client relations, I was always curious about what the go-to-market team of either my clients or my vendors, like what they were up to. I was very interested in, in what they have to do and what they have to say. And so I think I naturally, even though I had some background in product development and tech, I gravitated more towards marketing and so a window for me to do that was to move into product marketing because it's it's sort of a nice fit between the two. And what I enjoyed about product marketing is that it gives you a slice of everything, oh. um, you know, right from enterprise marketing to digital marketing, SEO, whatever you need, basically, it gives you a slice of everything. And I think I really enjoyed the B2B marketing side of product when I was doing that. And I think it's almost serendipitous, like there was an opening in ThoughtWorks for an ABM lead. And I felt that that is something 
something I really wanted to do because mm-hmm. in ThoughtWorks, that was the first time we were, you know, formally setting up an ABM practice. And I can talk about a little later what the formal setup means, but it was the first time we were formally setting up and it gave me an opportunity to create something. So, you know, create something new, not just in terms of for the organization, but I think in marketing itself, ABM is relatively quote unquote newer. So that was interesting. And I think when I took this role up, it, it has been about one and a half years. And so it's not a lot of time, but... I actually did not know a lot about ABM. So it was something I have heard of and I have read about, but it was very new still. So I think I spent most of my time learning about what ABM is and especially about how different organizations use ABM and have used it successfully. And I think the journey in terms of learning still continues. I don't want to say that, oh, I'm done because it is always changing. And I think since I started um, the role about a hun- one and a half years ago, we piloted um, ABM with, with nine accounts. And so far, we've scaled it to 30 plus accounts. I think the flavor we've explored so far is one-to-one ABM. But like I said, like the journey is ongoing. Fantastic. Yeah. I suppose this was not the first time that we've had to learn some you talked about how your career itself has evolved. And I'm sure there was a lot of learning in switch career. I sort of wanted to expand a little bit on the implementation that you've done for ThoughtWorks in the last year and a half or so. I wanted to start by asking, what are the different aspects of ABM? I'm sure there are a few items that you've already talked about, but if you could just expand. And also before that, maybe, right? So I wanted to ask, how did the need for an ABM arise within ThoughtWorks? The need for ABM is an interesting one. Clearly, I can't take credit for that because the need for ABM is something that, you know, the leadership, the marketing leadership and the commercial office leadership, actually, they discovered this need. And I don't, you know, I obviously can't get into a lot of detail, mostly because it's somebody else's point of view. But I think the focus for us, and I think for a lot of organizations over the past two years, given the pandemic, had been on retention and expansion rather than new business. And given that aspect, ABM became a very obvious way to get there. So that's about like identifying the need for ABM. So it it came from the leadership and that was actually very helpful because while ABM was being practiced regionally, it was being done in a way that made sense for those regions, but it was also being done in a way that, that did not have any sort of like a global view of what was happening. And so it was challenging to measure any impact because I think at the end of the day that's what we want to do so it was getting difficult to manage visibility into all of that and so having that need be articulated by the leadership was really helpful because it helped align the rest of the organization to that Awesome. And how has this process in the last 18 months or so evolved? How did you start and what stage do you think it is in presently? And I know you spoke about how you started with a few accounts and, and you are currently at 30 accounts. But if you could just talk a little bit more in detail of how the journey has been, right? I think super helpful. Sure. So when I say that we started this global ABM about a year and a half ago, it's not entirely correct because there have been experiments in the past with ABM. And I want to maybe spend a couple of minutes to talk about the way our teams are organized, because I think that also um, has an impact on how we are and what we do. We have a you know global center of excellence team and the uh, regional teams are aligned to the accounts themselves. So when we set up the global center of excellence for ABM, that which is what we which is what happened one and a half years ago, uh, we discovered that the best way for us to work is not like a hostile takeover, which is which is not the ThoughtWorks flavor anyway, but uh, it was 
was to work with the regions to understand what works for them and to learn from our counterparts all over the world and then use that plus industry standards to set up the foundational elements for ABM. So I think that's the approach we took. And so the idea was to set up a pilot program to be able to measure the effectiveness of ABM and then buy in from larger groups of people and to sort of go from there. Our global center of excellence team takes care of, you know, setting up like anything that any marketer would need to get up and get ready for ABM for an account, any kind of uh, readiness that they need, any kind of support that they need in terms of measurement, best practices, having an ABM community. So all of those elements are um, something that, you know, the that the Center of Excellence team sort of took care of, along with, you know, providing any kind of training and any kind of capabilities the team might need to do that. So how does framework look? So would it be some kind of a playbook that you establish? So everybody can take the playbook, sort of adapt to their regional requirements and then start executing or... How does it work? Yes. So I think there are different elements. One is definitely a playbook. And so that that is ready and in place. There, there are checklists that are in place to make sure that when we wet an account for ABM or wet a you know, client for ABM, that whatever is needed is there, right? So those kind of checklists and documentation and playbook. And also dashboards and integration with our larger automation system. Uh, it looks like that as well. Because it's about personalized experiences, it's not just about tactical execution. But it's also about looking at our systems globally to see if they support or if they can support ABM. An example for that is, you know, if you have your biggest customer facing asset is your website, right? You know, is your website uh, supporting personalization? To what extent can you use it? And to what extent can you use analytics that are available to you to create those experiences? So it's also about, it's also about using, leveraging those assets that your organization has. Right. right. Yeah. I think I wanted to bit more on that and then talk about essentially what you're doing is like bringing the different processes people together and sort of identifying the best practice that anybody can take it and sort of customize and then use right so in, in doing all these activities of work around this last week one and a half years or so what are the different challenges that you had to go through and how did you mitigate and how has that process now matured sure honestly these are challenges that anybody doing abm faces and i don't really call them challenges because they are the environment that you have to work in and so there are so many forces at play right and yeah. and it, it's about navigating through all of them to get the message across i would say that right and so one of the things that i think which is key to abm and and which i sort of mentioned in the definition as well is about bringing sales and marketing together and i think there is an ongoing effort to do that it is right. it's not something i would say that oh we've done and and you know now we are we're over the hump and we've solved this problem it is always something that has to be called out because I think the way we have been operating as sales and marketing teams has evolved over so many years and you know, and I think everybody has their own sets of priorities. Having ABM and you know we call it ABM now but it's actually a very intuitive way of marketing right um, but it's nice that it has a name. So when you try and slip that into people's priorities the first reaction is always like oh but this is new right it's not something I, I'd seen before or not something I'd heard of before. 
support so it's important to help communicate to them as well how this is beneficial to both teams and you know in turn going to benefit the organization as well so so it's about bringing them together and then it's also about building awareness and um, evangelizing abm in some way as well and so i think those are some of the things that we are constantly doing and you know helping prioritize abm because uh, it gets lost in so many people's priorities so just helping prioritize that and helping people get accustomed to a new way of working i sort of completely agree to what you're saying right that sales and alignment marketing alignment in most cases just sits on the paper right so i think beyond that it's very very difficult to move especially company organizations like yours where i think you've been in existence for the last 25 27 years and there are established processes and now if you have to go and make changes to something right there will always be resistance at least right and i i guess it's one of the while as a framework abm sort of says that bring all the functions together but in reality it's, it's a very very difficult sort of process that one has to navigate so i wonder like what are some instances some ways where you were able to sort of overcome that resistance and then bring people on board and more importantly sustain any new initiative and i think people are hey let's go to it but for you to sustain yeah. and i think that's where the success of any new initiative lies but how have you been able to do that sure so there are some interesting ways to do this and that we have you know seen some success with as well one is having more informal forums between marketing and sales we've started these informal discussions with them where marketing and sales change ideas and feedback and talk about set topics that we have to really understand because sometimes especially with abm right like you go ahead and you create many things and you think ah you know now this is amazing people are going to love this but is it actually really useful in the field like is, are people going to actually pick this up and use it what does the, does the client feel about this particular play that we've done is it is it really beneficial or maybe we've created like a template or a tool that we think that the sales folks will really like but actually people do not like a template and they say no this is rubbish like my client will just look at this and say this is a marketing thing i don't want to see it right so getting that feedback and getting that honest point of view is really useful and so having regular forum set up actually help those conversations flow so that was really useful and and i think another thing that really worked or another thing that we are hopefully in the process of doing is helping abm be the focus priority for high value account the people running the high value account often in the past have looked at abm as a sort of additional thing that they do like an added thing that they have to do apart right. from like all of their normal work so when uh, you have to have a conversation around like the delivery of a certain task it's not the top of the sales person's priority because they have a lot of other things to deal with i think what has worked or what is working for us is doing deep abm workshops where the account strategy team or the team on the thoughtwork side that takes care of these accounts are actually involved in those workshops so it's not a marketing thing right where the marketing team is thinking about these things but it's actually the the sales people that are sort of in the spotlight it's run by the marketing team it's all about engaging with them to understand what the account goals are so it's not about uh, looking at you know hey what can marketing do it's about understanding what does this account need charting a roadmap and then from a marketing point of view saying hey i think if we go this way this is how marketing can support you get there that way i think we are looking at looking at more and more sales leaders really look at marketing as partners in the abm journey and not as and, and not as an afterthought fantastic in the same line of thought right so the alignment so does it get improved or do you see any kind of a deterioration the last i know your program itself is year and a half and that's when we all started to work virtually and all of that right i also yeah. understand this is a global team anyway and then 
the the exchanges was I'm assuming it was always virtual but did this pandemic times right did it actually help you to achieve this goal of bringing this alignment or was it not helpful actually i'm not able to answer because we started it in the pandemic so i don't really have a benchmark to tell you this is what it was like before the pandemic because it's just a year and a half so it, it has been completely done during the pandemic for better or for worse we are where we are what about the, the cultural aspect of it so you're you're driving a global program which means that you work with a lot of regional teams so the alignment even within a specific geography that if it has caught that friction right the moment you transcale it to different regions i would assume that it would amplify but in your case i think because the initiative itself was like top down so maybe there was a lot of support are there any thoughts around that topic yeah so even though you know the initiative has been from the leadership there had been growing i guess uh, comments and feedback from the marketers saying abm is something we should try and i think that's why in the past few years it had been attempted a couple of times where we had tried do abm practice so it wasn't something that people on the ground weren't feeling was required in terms of alignment i think is very different not really on a regional basis but i think on an account to account basis and it, it depends on so many factors because all clients are not the same sometimes it's what's happening with the client account that could be influencing the way abm is being done there and it could be influencing how keen the sales leaders are there to do abm for the account and it could also be the nature of the account for example if, if we don't have the permission to use somebody's name or to interview people from there so then that's also something that can affect how uh, involved we get with the account and so it can go from so many things to marketers bandwidth and capabilities as well could right. also be that the marketing team they obviously do a lot could be based on like depending on their bandwidth and priority which accounts get more attention than others so it's it's many many things okay. yeah looks like there's a lot of pull from the sales leaders also hey uh, can you help me with this program so maybe that's how you were able to scale from handful of accounts to now 30 and beyond that yes and we're actually seeing a lot more pull after we did the pilot we were able to you know showcase some of those results and uh, we had opened up a lot of discussions with the sales leaders so those discussions and forums gave them opportunity to see that there is an abm program and then there is all of these things available to them and we there was a lot of i guess emails sent and uh, people read some of them which is always a good sign so i think all of those things put together we got some good feedback and people were actually interested in doing this at the account so what does it take to form an abm center of excellence just like one that you're driving right for global organizations or organization with global presence what would be the composition of the team I think all it needs is one person to think about ABM full time and so I think at least what is working for us so far in Thoughtwork we sort of didn't go and we didn't do the big bang approach where we created an ABM team from scratch to take care of everything the way it had been working so far is the regional team took the onus of deciding the ABM strategy and execution for those accounts and I think that that still works really well because regional context is so diverse and account to account context is so diverse that somebody who is really familiar and embedded is the one that can do justice to it so that still you know continues and with the center of excellence uh, what has enabled us to do this is because we have with me another person both of us are the global center of excellence teams apart from us i think the idea is to work with different groups of people to go and fulfill the abm mandate right so we have the digital team analytic team so multiple teams and the idea is to evangelize 
is ABM enough so that it is on people's priorities and it is on their roadmap or, you know, it, it gets there and then, you know, you're able to fulfill on the vision, on the mm-hmm. ABM vision that you have. Right. I want to quickly touch upon some of the KPIs that you currently track. What did you think are the ones which are very important, especially for a setup like yours, which is, I assume, more like a hub and spoke, right? There would be regional KPIs for the regional team, and then there's also KPI for the global team, the center of excellence team. So how have you established that? How are you involved in that? Uh, sure. So I can't speak too much about individual teams and their KPIs. What I can share with you is how we measure success of ABM at an account level. So I think we worked really hard on developing campaign level metrics um, that we think make sense depending on the kind of campaign you want to run. And we are using that and we've created a global ABM measurement framework. And that is based on the ITSMA 3R model. So we look at what are the relevant metrics for us to measure reputation, relationship, and rep. So I think our metrics, they are from a variety of sources. But for example, when we look at measuring relationships, we look at some of the metrics like to measure how strong our relationship is with a particular client. We look at how involved they are in you know some of the initiatives that we run. How often are they comfortable being mentioned with us? Are they being comfortable mentioned with us in public? So you know, those sort of things, which are not really super qualitative so I don't really have a dashboard that I can pick up so those are some of the more things that we use to measure relationships Uh, revenue is pretty straightforward I'm sure every organization wants to track its revenue and every organization does do that so so does ThoughtWorks and so it's easy to I guess look at what the revenue information is but I think what we want to get to is look at how to measure our um, say deal velocity like that's the ideal state, but maybe look at how fast is, is our deal velocity. That would that's that's a good measure for revenue. And then I think for reputation, we want to look at what is our brand presence within that account. So so that's just a little bit of what I'd like to share. I think we've covered a lot of things around work that you do in top works, right? But as a practitioner, so how do you think ABM is evolving? So there's already talk about right moving from an account marketing, or even though it's yes. just not marketing, trending towards account based experience Uh, so things like that let's say we speak after two years what are the topics that we would pick up so i think after two years i think abm will not be something new or relatively new it will not be i think it will be something that just expect a b2b marketer to be familiar with i honestly feel that there won't be a separate role like the one i have won't be a global you know abm lead anymore i think it's a very useful strategy and i think more and more organizations are adopting it i feel like it will just be a toolkit in any b2b marketers i think it will be in their belt like they'll have to know how to do abm and they right. will do abm and and that will just something that's expected sure in terms of so we talked about how you are to self-learn and then become a practitioner global center of excellence and things like that for an aspiring abm practitioner so what are the certain uh, aspects that they have to think of so when we say ABM practitioner, I, I think there's more marketing and sales folks that are joining the ABM practice. Um, so they could be marketing and they could be sales. So they could be both. And so what advice I would give them is no matter what their background is, whether whether they consider themselves more aligned to sales or more aligned to marketing, like what is common is right now there is a word that we have to call this approach and it's called ABM. And tomorrow there may be something better and they, we could call it something completely 
completely different or it could be just abm 2.0 whatever it is but i think the idea is to not stick to you know the dogmatic aspect of anything including abm like there is no this is the way abm should be done it's not and i think it's important to remember to do what works for the for the client um, because at the end of the day what we are really trying to do is we are trying to talk to another human being and find what what is important for them so i think it's it's important to not forget that and so it could be abm it could be something else that works it could be something completely different and that's okay and i think when we get attached to the word abm we become a little bit dogmatic and say no 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 this is how we do it this is how we do it it doesn't matter how we do it i think the important thing is to do what works that would be my advice yeah i think we can have this conversation going on uh, for some time because it's very interesting in terms of how we uh, approached and also sort of evolving this program but in the interest of time mm-hmm. what i want to ask the last couple of questions one how do we build that ecosystem of practitioners and everybody who's part of that too so this very show is is actually to help and build that where abm as a framework as of now as we want to be a very effective program than the traditional b2b marketing what are your thoughts in terms of what each of us have to do to, to bring in that abm literacy into the ecosystem okay. Sure. There is one way which I often say I will do, but I don't. Um, and it's to write about your experiences and share that. I know I have benefited so much from you know learning about how this is done from other people's work. And so I, I really think when somebody writes and self publishes, you know whether it's on LinkedIn or your own blog, wherever it is, it doesn't go unnoticed. And and you know it'll it'll help at least one other person in some other organization trying to do something for themselves. That is really helpful. And I personally listen to a lot of talk. and so just having like talking about the work and it's very I think in in the marketing and at least in the marketing world right like talking about marketing is is often tricky because you want to show results and you want to show impact but you're also pulled back because there's a lot of strategic information that you don't want to share it's fair enough but i think finding that line once you find that line and once you're able to talk about your work it's really really helpful to have forums where you can share that information and then you know each people can learn from each other it's about like generally about marketers and just about building the literacy between within marketers but i think for me it was really useful to to read blogs and and listen to people's talk um, and i found that really useful okay bina i think it's been a very helpful as well as super interesting to listen to that journey you had it's wonderful to have you on the show and I, i'm i'm sure we will have follow up shows in the near future but yeah so thank you so much again and one final question if people wanted to reach out to you what are the best channel they should reach out in twitter your uh, linkedin email yes i am active on twitter and linkedin and on linkedin you can just find me easily my name is lubaina rangwala and on twitter i am at the rate lubaina and that's l u b a i n a excellent thank you so much it was nice talking to you talk more thanks thank you arun um, it was really nice chat You are listening to the ABM Voice podcast. This show is produced by Recotab, edited by Hanfus Bakar, mixing by Kelco Productions, research by Ashik Peter. If you have questions or feedback, write to us at podcast@recotab.com. Until next time, this is your host Arun signing off. Thank you.